Hello, this is Mike, and welcome to Urban Legends and Mythologies. This time, we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. We are talking about the flat earth hypothesis. I never thought I would actually have to discuss this topic, but due to the popularity of the season one episode about the hollow earth, it has become a much requested topic, and for whatever reason, I am diving into this nightmare rabbit hole and you just have to bear with me while i go off on rants and tangents about this because this is without a doubt the absolute dumbest conspiracy theory out there in the world anybody that ascribes to this world view is a moron a non-critical thinking glue eating moron who probably spent their science classes growing up in the back of the class just half asleep constantly getting d's and f's you know they completely lack critical thinking so bear with me because if i have to suffer through this then you're gonna hear a lot of ranting but anyway let's start at the beginning so the flat earth is an archaic and scientifically disproven conception that the earth's shape is that of a plane or a disc. Now, while many ancient cultures did subscribe to this flat earth cosmology, it kind of falls more in the realm of religious views rather than actually scientific views. For instance, in early Egyptian and Mesopotamian cultures, they kind of had this idea of the world being a disc floating in an ocean. A similar model is found in the Homeric account from the 8th century BC in which Okeanos, the personified body of water surrounding the circular earth, is the begetter of all life and possibly of all gods. The famous pyramid texts and coffin texts of ancient Egypt show a cosmology of the ocean which was encircling dry lands or islands. The Israelites also imagined the earth to be a disc floating on water with an arched firmament above it that was separated the earth from the heavens. The sky was supposed to be a solid dome with the sun, moon, and planets all embedded in it. And a lot of pre-Socratic philosophers in and around Greece, you know, the Hellenistic world, they kind of had that same view. The world is a flat disk. The lands are just floating in the water like a log, according to one philosopher named Thales or Thales. And even ancient Norse and Germanic people had a similar flat earth cosmography with the earth surrounded by an ocean with the axis mundi being a world tree or a pillar in the center. Um, in that philosophy, the world serpent or world snake was what encircled the ocean and kept it in, which gave rise to that idea of the Midgard serpent. But it's as early as the 6th century BC where Pythagoras and even in the 5th century BC, Paramendes, they stated that the earth was spherical and that view rapidly spread around the Hellenistic world because what was going on at this time was actual hard science. They weren't just going off their worldviews or their religions anymore. There were people out there studying this stuff and actually doing hard science and experiments. And that's what kind of broke that old school worldview and 
confronting this new worldview of, yes, we observe that the world is actually spherical. And, you know, in an enlightened society, a society that values education, that idea is going to take off and spread, especially when you have the math and the science to back it up. And math and science do not lie. Now, it may change over time, but the reason it's changing isn't because they lied to you the first time. It's because they questioned their results in their tests and their experiments, and they learned more. So whenever you read an article that says one thing, and then you read an article that says the exact opposite thing a few months later, a few years later, it's not that the science lied to you the first time or is lying to you now. It's because they challenged that preconceived notion and learned more. And I feel like nobody really thinks about that today. They just think, oh, these people are lying to us. No, it's the scientific method is you always question your results, which I'll get into later. And I can get into all the experiments that prove that the world is round. There's that famous obelisk experiment. There are experiments that take place in rivers. Hell, even the fact that GPS exists, you know, your little GPS on your phone, that's pinging off satellites in space. And you get two satellites and a point on the Earth and you triangulate and that tells you your position. Well, if the Earth was flat, that wouldn't exist. And even the old school GPS units, the like standalone like Garmin units that we had out in the field when I was doing archeology, span you know, we'd be in the middle of the woods pinging off satellites and that would be giving us our data of our location and where we had to go. Those run off satellites. If satellites exist and we get signals from satellites, then the world has to be round. That's just basic common sense. But aside from that tangent, let's get back to the subject. So let's jump ahead to the 1490s. So what famous events are happening in the 1480s, 1490s? Well, Constantinople falls, Spain unifies, and after the fall of Constantinople, the Ottomans cut off trade to the Far East, particularly the spice trade and the silk trade. And wealthy Europeans, they are desperate for these luxury commodities that are coming out of East Asia. So they have to think, okay, we can't go through Constantinople anymore, not without paying the Ottomans extortionate rates. Maybe we could sail around Africa and the Portuguese actually, they're the first ones that really exploit that trade route and they're bouncing around Africa and they eventually make it over to India and further east. Meanwhile, in Spain, you have Christopher Columbus, the famous Christopher Columbus. He convinces the monarchs to fund an expedition west to search for a westward route to the East Indies. And that's the famous story. Columbus is bouncing around Europe trying to get these monarchs to fund an expedition west to search for a passage to the East Indies. And all the monarchs are like, no, the earth is flat. If you go too far west, you're going to fall off the edge of the world. And that's the legend. He gets the funding. He takes these three ships over to the Caribbean and therefore proving that the world is round and blah, blah, blah. Well, that is all a myth. That story was created in the middle of the 17th century by the Protestant movement as anti-Catholic propaganda. It was to show that the Catholics were backwards thinking and stifling science and progression and all that stuff in order to maintain control. The actual story of Columbus and this funded expedition comes from the fact that 
Columbus was actually very bad at math. Now, not a single European monarch sat and told him, we're not funding this because you're gonna fall off the edge of the world. In actuality, no one was willing to fund this mission because they knew the circumference of the Earth to some degree, and Columbus had wildly miscalculated the circumference of the Earth. He thought it was actually more pear-shaped and a lot smaller than the roughly 24, 25,000 miles it is. But through some convincing, he gets Spain to fund this wild expedition west. He lands in Hispaniola in the Caribbean and commits all his atrocities and that does open up the whole New World trading system. But the actual reality is, the point I'm getting at is, nobody at this point in time thought that the world was a flat disk. It was pretty common knowledge that the world was round. And that goes across many cultures across the world at the time. And as I mentioned, that whole story kind of comes up during the Protestant movement where they're trying to discredit the church. It's kind of anti-Catholic church propaganda stating that they have backwards beliefs and that they stifle progress. But then we skip ahead to the early or mid-1800s and that really kicks off what's called the modern flat earth belief and it all starts in England and it really starts in 1838 with this English writer named Samuel Robotham who conducted his first observations in what was called the Bedford level experiment basically he was experimenting with the curvature of the earth he was trying to calculate the curvature of the earth and all you have to know about this is since he made a mistake during this experiment and he never tried to recreate the results, he came to the conclusion that the earth was flat. Basically the mistake he made was he didn't account for atmospheric refraction and without accounting for that he wasn't able to calculate the curvature of the earth over this distance of water, therefore he came to the conclusion that the earth was flat. This experiment was repeated in 1870 by some other people who did take atmospheric refraction into account and they conclusively concluded, it's kind of redundant whatever, that the earth had a curvature and they was actually able to measure that curvature. However, since Robothman got this result and he wasn't willing to really listen to any detractors or even repeat the experiment with other questions in mind. You know, he takes this idea of a flat earth and runs with it. In 1849, he publishes a pamphlet called Zetetic Astronomy, which he later expands into a book called The Earth is Not a Globe, in which he proposes the earth is a flat disk centered at the North Pole and bounded along its southern edge by a wall of ice which he took to mean Antarctica. And that kind of idea still exists in modern flat earth thinking today. Most of them today still believe that the earth is a disk centered at the North Pole and that Antarctica is just this like six meter wall of ice around the edge. But Robothman, he further holds the belief that the sun and the moon were 3,000 miles or 4,800 kilometers above the earth and the cosmos, the entirety of the cosmos, was 3,100 miles or 5,000 kilometers above the earth. And he goes on to ascribe this all to biblical thinking. Our old friend religion pops up again. Because shortly after this, he also produces a leaflet titled 
the inconsistency of modern astronomy and its opposition to the scriptures, which argued that the Bible, alongside, quote, our senses, supported the idea that the earth was flat and immovable, and this essential truth should not be set aside for a system solely based on human conjecture. So at this point, he has completely abandoned the scientific method and has doubled down on this one result from this one flawed test and has now attached his own personal religious views to it. And from a scientific standpoint, yeah, this is all garbage. But from really a human standpoint, I see what he's doing. He got the result that he wanted. He thinks that he's made this great breakthrough and his ego is not allowing him to just stop and say, hey, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I screwed up. Maybe I should go back and repeat that test and, you know, maybe I should question my methods a little bit and look at alternative things that are influencing my outcome because that's what you do in the scientific method. You have to stop. You have to kick your ego out the door and you have to keep repeating this experiment with all these other variables taken into account in order to see if you get that same result. And if you don't get that result, then you just move on. However, you know, we see it throughout history, even today, you'll see in the scientific community, people will get the result that they're looking for. And instead of looking for any alternatives or repeating the experiment, they just double down on it, which to be honest is really dangerous, especially if you're conducting some kind of research into something that a lot of people care about, because those people are gonna latch on to that. And then at that point, you're not doing science, you're just sowing ignorance, which is the exact opposite of what you set out to do initially. I just switched over to some delicious Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. I ran out of my Rheingeist Truth just now, and to be honest, I need something with a little higher alcohol content to get through this episode. So Robothman keeps doing his thing advocating for this flat earth idea and he actually starts picking up converts and it's actually after his death in 1894 when one of his converts actually starts what becomes the Flat Earth Society. And they start this magazine called The Earth Is Not A Globe Review which actually sold for two pence and remained active well into the 20th century. It is this weird mixture of pseudoscience and some of the craziness that Robothman was talking about mixed in with Christian scripture. And it's really this Christian propaganda that gets out into the world and entices these people to come in because these same people are the same people today. They're usually evangelical Christians who ascribe to these literal ideas of how the earth was formed in the Bible and they believe stuff like the earth is only 6,000 years old and the dinosaurs didn't exist and all that other stuff that when we look at it in the scientific community we're just like wow I can't believe people actually believe this stuff and these are the same people who are like climate change deniers and even fossil deniers, people that don't believe dinosaurs were a thing, which dinosaurs are awesome. How can you not believe in dinosaurs? And even people who don't even agree with the basic geology of the situations, you know, don't get me started on geology. Like, I spent 
two straight years in like geology courses when I was in college. I didn't even know geomorphology was such a high level class when I was actually going to OU. This is actually a funny side note. When I was going to OU, I had just come from Hawking College. I was doing an archaeology program there and they had a course called geomorphology and it was like the capstone course you took in your last quarter. I took that course and I go to OU and I'm speaking with my advisor and we're discussing the classes I'm going to take and we got on that subject of geology and I said, well, do you have anything more advanced than geomorphology? Because I had just taken that class and I wanted to, you know, go to a more advanced class in that. It's a fascinating subject. And he looked at me and he was like, not in a bachelor's degree program. If you want anything more advanced than that, you're going to have to finish out your bachelor's and get into a master's degree program. And I was like, well, you know, I took it at a two-year, basically a junior college, which goes to show that those two-year junior colleges have very comprehensive courses. And I just thought that was kind of funny. But with that little tangent out of the side, I think the point I'm making there is it's really these like conservative Christian groups that really start to latch on to this modern flat earth theory or conspiracy or whatever you want to call it idea. I can't even call it a hypothesis, but this early flat earth society, they basically spout stuff like one cannot be a Christian and believe that the earth is a globe or they spout stuff about how the earth is stationary in space that it doesn't even revolve around the sun that the sun revolves around it which you know heliocentrism (laughs) we've had that since the 1600s and but they allude heliocentrism to sun worship which is bad and by the early to mid 20th century this really kind of devolves into a christian cult a cult that believes in Christianity and that the world is flat and that any scientific consensus is wrong and evil and against them, which Christians are generally like that. Pretty much if you question anything about their religion, then all of a sudden you're attacking them and you're against them and you're part of this international cabal or conspiracy to bring them down. But it's finally in the 50s when we get the modern, like, Flat Earth Society, the Flat Earth Society that we see today. It's actually 1956 when a man named Samuel Shenton created it. And it was kind of the successor to this previous one. It was actually called the Universal Zetetic Society. And it basically just carries on these same beliefs. However, this guy was more of a guy who would, like, like when Sputnik went up, he criticized that. He didn't believe that the Soviets launching Sputnik into space proved that the Earth was spherical, which is an insane notion. But his primary goal was to get into the minds of children and teach them what that what they're learning in school wasn't true and that the flat earth was the truth. So he's one of these insidious characters who you see showing up in schools and they're stating, well, you should only preach the Bible in school. You shouldn't be teaching this science. Kind of like these same pricks in the 20s and even today, they show up and they're like, you can't teach evolution in school. You should teach creationism. And it's like, what? Whatever happened to the separation of church and state? Like, keep your religious propaganda in your churches and in your home, and let the school system deal with science. Religion has nothing to do with science, period. 
but luckily for the population at large, a lot of them ignored Shenton's criticisms and craziness. Um, interest in the space race actually led to a lot of that, and he actually dies in 1971. However, one of his correspondents from California, he picks up the cause. His name was Charles Johnson, and he inherits his library, and he kind of incorporates it, and he actually creates a church, um, kind of like a formal real church in California, and it eventually grows to like 3,500 members. And he's the guy who really starts stating that everything NASA or the Soviet space program did is all this giant conspiracy to keep us from knowing the truth that the earth is a flat disk surrounded by ice and that's where you get like all the conspiracy theories about the government being involved and it really brings us into the modern age of the flat earth thinking which I'll get into now. Now, even when I was in college, and I was in college up till 2011, I actually had a professor who would reference the Flat Earth Society in kind of a tongue-in-cheek way. He'd say, if you believe in X, then you should go hang out with the Flat Earth Society and all those crazy wackos. So in the early 2000s, up until like 2011 at least, so even I think as far as like up to 2017, they were kind of referred to as a bunch of lunatics in a tongue-in-cheek fashion. But then after that, it was kind of... When it was like in late 2016, 2017, all these conspiracy theories blew up in the media and the flat earth kind of blew up in social media and became this thing and then you saw like documentaries on YouTube about it and it alludes to all these modern ideas that come up that, um, for example, the entire continent of Australia doesn't exist and if you've ever been to Australia, then that was actually like in New Mexico because planes just fly in a circle and all those people were actors so I guess all those youtubers I watch from Australia like that dank pods guy and stuff they're all actors from Arizona apparently so I guess kangaroos aren't real which is really sad because I love kangaroos we could do without drop bears though drop bears i think they all have like syphilis or gonorrhea now like the entire population and they're widely considered to be the dumbest creatures on the planet like literally i was watching a youtube channel it's called zay frank and he kind of parodies those animal planet kind of specials and he did one about koalas and he said that koalas are so dumb that if you take a eucalyptus leaf which is their primary form of food and you take that off a tree and put it on a plate the koala doesn't know what to do with it that's how dumb they are apparently their brains are actually smooth because wrinkles on the brains actually come from like the ability to think and they just have like no ability to think they also believe that everything that nasa has ever done is a hoax they believe that spacex is a hoax i guess they believe that elon musk is a charlatan even though elon musk is really the one who's pioneering commercial space flight and reusable rockets really to be honest before he came around like you had like jeff bezos looking into it and you had some other companies looking into it but like he's the one who took the ball and really ran with it and i think he's doing an amazing job i mean he's got contracts with nasa now we're going back to the moon I mean, we are going back to the moon in the first time in my lifetime. That is amazing. We've got plans to go to Mars, hopefully within my lifetime. I hope that I see people walk on Mars in my lifetime. That would be amazing. But I digress. They think that everything NASA has ever did is a hoax. These are the same people that deny the moon landing, which I actually do plan on doing a moon landing episode in the future. 
probably not season three, maybe season four, but we'll see. That's a huge subject. It's insane. These are the same people that also believe that like Antarctica is a ring of ice around the world, which means penguins are spread out pretty far, which we're completely surrounded by penguins. If they ever rise up against us, we're screwed. But since they are my favorite animal, I hope they'll see me as their leader and then haha I win but they also believe things like the UN has like guards or soldiers or whatever that stand up on the ice and they gun down anybody that ever tries to get near the ice they don't believe in heliocentrism you know they believe the earth is the center and that the sun and the moon revolve around the earth hell they're probably lumped in there with those theorists that believe that the moon is fake which I should probably do an episode on that, that'd be awesome. And in some parts it gets so deep that they also believe that the actual Flat Earth Society is a conspiracy within itself to make them look like idiots by exposing a bunch of false propaganda about their beliefs. However, these beliefs show up online and some of them are crazy, like they some of them don't believe that trees exist. Like, I, I live in a building that's literally made of trees, so I don't get that, you know, wood. But some people, they also believe that, you know, birds are surveillance drones, and you find these people in the Flat Earth Society. Now, I have seen a lot of dead bird in my day. I used to live in the woods. Hell, my cat, he was an outdoor cat, he used to catch birds and eat them. They, they weren't surveillance drones. There's some geese that hang out by my pond, and I'm pretty sure they're not surveillance drones. Of course, anytime I try to get near one, they bite me because Canadian geese are assholes, but I digress. And these people, they don't even believe or even understand how, like, satellites work. It's like, dude, if our world was a flat disk, we wouldn't be able to send up satellites into space and that would destroy our communications sector because most of our communications now are based off satellites sitting in orbit. Like, how do they explain the internet, like satellite internet? Like, I don't get it. Like, and even like a flat disk kind of thing, it doesn't even really explain gravity. You would have weird gravity fluctuations going on if we were on a flat disk. It just you dig down this rabbit hole and it just gets really crazy but the craziest thing is when you do show them empirical evidence like you show them footage from nasa or footage from spacex or you just do a basic experiment that can show them the curvature of the earth or hell you just hand them a cell phone with gps well they always have this kind of crazy excuse as to why we're wrong and they're right and it's all a conspiracy against them and their mindset and you know what Maybe I wish it was a conspiracy against our mindset because if it was, I'd like to get paid for participating in that conspiracy. Hell, maybe I'll reach out to NASA. Maybe I'll actually link this show to like, I don't know, SpaceX or NASA or whatever on one of their social medias. Maybe, maybe they can give me money for participating in their conspiracy that the world is a globe. Because for one, that would be awesome. I could actually use some extra money. I am broke right now. Thank you, rent and mortgage. And two, maybe if I do conspire in this conspiracy, redundant, maybe I can get into the minds of some of these walking Dunning-Kruger effects and see what really makes them tick. And that's the best way I can describe these people. They're walking Dunning-Kruger effects. And if you don't know what that is, you can Google it, but I'll just give you a very basic definition. They're generally people who are not smart enough to understand that they don't know what they're talking about. However, they proclaim themselves to be experts. 
And I admit, to some degree, we are all walking Dunning-Kruger effects. It's mostly due to our ego. I know I'm a walking Dunning-Kruger effect. Sometimes I have no idea what the hell I am talking about. And I just ramble and go on because, I don't know, sometimes it's just fun. But, like, even I, an average intelligence person, a person of average intelligence, wow, this beer's taking effect, but even I know that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about half the time. And, you know, sometimes I talk about stuff that I think I'm an expert in, and I turn out to be an idiot, but... You know, the thing is, sometimes you gotta put your ego aside and admit to the fact that you are an idiot, and then that's how you learn. And that is the biggest problem with these, like, modern flat-earth conspiracy nuts. They aren't willing to set their ego aside, admit that they're wrong, and learn. They completely lack critical thinking skills, even though they'll tell you all day long that they're intelligent, they have critical thinking skills. I've got 130 IQ, blah, blah, blah. Really? That's funny. Because have you ever taken an IQ test aside from those fraud ones online? Because I guarantee you don't. Hell, if I were to guess my actual IQ, I would say it's somewhere in the 90s. But that's just me. I'm just your average idiot sitting here getting drunk, ranting into a microphone. But I will say I do enjoy the fact that we do have a lot of educated people in this world who do make people like the members of the Flat Earth Society or anyone who subscribes to the Flat Earth mindset. I do love that we have intelligent people that put them in their place and see them as a joke and do not take them seriously. But like, what can we say about the whole Flat Earth hypothesis or idea overall? Basically, it's an old religious mindset that was held by some ancient cultures who didn't really understand how the world existed. They had their own kind of set of ideas and, you know, eventually it does get debunked scientifically by the Greeks and that spreads throughout the educated world. And for some reason in the 19th century and even today, this ignorance resurges and it kind of cycles back to this biblical religious nonsense. But it seems like biblical religious nonsense seems to be on a cycle. It's just like fashion. You know, every so often it just comes back and people glom onto it. It happens now. It's happening right now. It happened back during the 1890s with that resurgence of that like post-Victorian teetotaling movement that brought in prohibition it cycled throughout the dark ages it just sits in this endless cycle but luckily those cycles get broken with things like the renaissance the age of enlightenment the computer age etc etc but on that note i am almost finished with this delicious voodoo ranger ipa i think i'm gonna leave it there i have a lot of editing to do after this however if you like the show as always share it with your friends spam it spam it to everybody that's what i do I'm actually trying to break an algorithm right now by spamming it to bots on social media things in hopes that those bots eventually end up spamming it out to actual people. I don't know if that's ethical or not, but it's something I'm playing around with. 
because like I recently got on um, Instagram I started like really posting on there and I realized that like half my followers are like bots and scammers and you know whatever and I'm like maybe if I spam these bots and scammers who are already spamming maybe that link will show up in the spam that they're doing and then maybe it'll catch the eye and allow the show to grow it's I guess it's evil but <laughs> it's something that I'm having a lot of fun with but anyway if you like the show support it in any way I do take donations I do have that Spotify link thing if you go down into my um, about section for each episode it'll say support this podcast 99 cents a month up to $10 a month. I am eventually going to start, you know, sending merch and prizes and stuff out to anybody that is interested in that. If you are interested in that, the best place to get me is on Facebook. Oh, actually, no, I can't be on Facebook Messenger right now. I got 30 day banned for spamming this damn thing. But if you want to reach out to me, reach out to me. I do appreciate any feedback, any suggestions for future episodes. On that note, any suggestions for future episodes will show up in Season 4. I already have all of Season 3 mapped out and planned, and that schedule's pretty tight. I don't have a lot of wiggle room there. But reach out to me, send me beer, send me money, send me ideas, listen to it, spam your friends, and on that note, I will see you in the next episode. Remember, after this, there's only three more episodes until the season finale and after the season finale i'm going on like a three-week hiatus now during that three weeks i will do doing those five minute mythology segments because i got a few that i've just never released but season three will be darker it'll be more explicit and it's going to be a wild ride so i can't wait to see you guys in that on that note i thank you for listening and i'll see you in the next one